Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for this time that we can hear your word. We loved you because you love us first. And Lord, we want to be doers of your word. We want to learn the truth because the truth shall set us free. We know, Lord, that hearing the word of God and again and again, hear it again and again, shall increase our faith. We want to be people of faith. And not only that, we realize, Lord, that your people are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. We want the church, Lord, to know the truth and we will be able to have victory in life. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We have been learning about the love of God. And I preached half of this message about two or three weeks ago. And I would like to finish this message today. I just want to make a conclusion before I preach. The whole message is about unto the Lord or for the Lord's sake. Whatever we do, we do for the Lord's sake, or unto the Lord. I will read many scriptures, and I will explain to you, and when you hear all this scripture, you can see that the trend of the whole Bible go the same direction. It's all about unto the Lord. Why unto the Lord? Because our own love, our own faithfulness, our own commitment are not strong enough to do the right thing. We are weak people. We are not strong enough to be able to love the unlovely, to love those who offend us and talk bad about us. The only way we can love people and be faithful and loyal to people is to do unto the Lord. Not to man, but unto the Lord. I'm going to review a little bit. First John chapter 4, verses 20 to 21. If someone say, I love God, and hates his brother. He is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. This scripture clearly say that our Relationship with God, whether we love our love for God, our faithfulness to God, our commitment to God, will have the manifestation in our relationship with brother and sister. If we say we love God and we hate our brother and sisters, we totally lie. If you go to tell your friend, I love you so much, but I hate your children. I'm going to treat your boys and your daughters like a dirt. I don't think that relationship will work. Even though you don't do anything for your friend, but you do good to his children, your friend is going to like you. In the same way, we need to treat the brother and sister in the church. No matter how mean they are, no matter how unlovely they are, and immature and hard-headed they are, we need to treat all of the children of God in a loving way, because that is the demonstration or the manifestation of your love and your commitment to God. It's pretty clear in the Bible. 
And in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, I'm going to read from King James Version and Amplified Bible. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Amplified Bible say, and become useful and helpful and kind to one another, tender-hearted, compassionate, understanding and loving-hearted, forgiving one another readily and freely as God in Christ forgave you. Why God has to say this way in the Bible? Because in reality, not everyone in the church is lovely and kind to you. Some of them may be mean to you because they're immature. Some of them may unknowingly offend you. And you will not always have the warm and fussy feeling about your brothers and sisters. You may not feel like loving them. Actually, you sometimes feel like slapping them. You may feel like yelling at them and talk evil about them because they hurt you, they backbite you, they talk bad behind your back, they steal from you, maybe steal your girlfriend, they hurt your feelings. So you don't feel like you can love them and be nice to them. And that's why the Bible says clearly, for Christ's sake, for Christ's sake, we forgive. You need to understand one thing. The whole Bible talks about relationship. Christianity is about relationship. And once you accept Christ, God the Father loved you, even though He loved you before. But He accepts you and forgives you because you accept Jesus Christ. Listen carefully. Without Christ, we have nothing good inside us for God to love us. We were His enemies before Christ died for us. We rejected God. We did mean things. I know I was a very sinful man before I became a Christian. But once I accept Jesus Christ, for the sake of Christ, the Father accept me the Father loved me and forgive me. The same principle applies to us when we treat other people. Can we be tender-hearted when we feel so hard-hearted? Can we be nice to people when we want inside our flesh to be mean to people? We can, but not our own love. Not because we are great Christians. John chapter 14, verse 21. He who has my commandments keeps them. It is he who loved me, and he who loved me will be loved by my Father. You can see, if you accept Jesus, you will be loved by the Father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. So the first thing, this is the key of Christian life. You need to understand first, God loved you so much that He laid down His life for you. The more love you feel from God, the more you're going to love Him back. More forgiven, more love. If you think you're a great guy, you don't need the forgiveness of God. You will not love God that much. But if you know that you need the love of God so much, you are not perfect, you make mistakes, 
and you receive His forgiveness. He died for you. You recognize His love. You love Him back. Why does the Father love us? Because we accept Jesus Christ. He forgives us and He accepts us because we receive Jesus Christ. If we examine our life, we're full of weakness and mistakes and sin. But God still loves us, and Christ still died for us. The moment we accept Jesus, the Father accepts us. That's how we treat one another. Because our brother and sister accept Jesus, and the Father loves our brother and sister and loves me too, you and me, for Christ's sake. In the same way, even though our brother and sister are not perfect yet, like Christ, but because they are Christ's disciples, they accept Jesus, we should love them for Christ's sake. Because Christ died for them. Amen? We can love one another. We can love those who are unlovely in the church for Christ's sake. We have not done any good things to the Father, but because Christ died for us, the Father loves us. We have done nothing. When I accept Jesus Christ, I have not even given money to the church. I don't, haven't done anything to, for God, but the Father accepts me already because I accept Jesus Christ. The same thing. Your brother and sister has not done anything good to you. But because Christ died for them, we must love them. And because we love Jesus, we can love them to obey His command. John 14, 23 and 24. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, so the key is that we must love Jesus in order to be able to love other people. He will keep my word. His word means to love one another. The commandment of Jesus is to love one another. My father will love him and he, we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. How do you know a person loves Jesus? That person loves brothers and sisters. Because the word of God says we must love brothers and sisters. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 to 2. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love. We imitate God by walking in love. As Christ also has loved us and given himself, or he died for us, and offering a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. The Bible says, let us imitate God. What kind of God we worship? The God of love. Jesus loved us so much. He gave his life for us. He died for us. He loved us first. Let us love him back. And because he died for our brother and sister as well, he loved brother and sister. Therefore, we should imitate him by loving our brother and sister, even though they have not done any good thing to us at all, or they even sometimes mean to us. How many people were mean to God before you got saved? I w I'm one of them. I raised my hand because I used to curse God. I used to put my fist up toward heaven and say, I don't believe in this God, cursing God before I became a Christian. But Jesus still died for me. And because I accept Jesus, the Father accept me. And now I turn around, for Christ's sake, I'm going to love brother and sister. 
John chapter 14 verse 31 but the world may know you need to understand one thing before Jesus went to the cross before he suffered so much and died on the cross Jesus said this statement listen carefully very important i try to bring you to the conclusion to the word for the lord's sake for or unto the lord but that the world may know that i love the father i'm going to the cross so that the world will know that I, Jesus, love the Father. And as the Father gave me commandment, commandment to do what? To die for mankind. So I do. Arise, let us go from here. Before the Lord went to the cross and died for us. He said that, do you know? Yes, I love humanity. But the love for humanity in me in this physical body, is not strong enough to die for them. Jesus came into the world as a man, not as a God. As a man like you and me, filled with the Holy Spirit. And he realized that in the physical body, he cannot love the unlovely people in all the generation. The first and foremost motivation for Jesus to go to the cross and die for all of us is... The love that he had for the Father. Unto the Father. You can see the picture now. Everything is about unto God. Unto him. Jesus was willing to die for us. Love us unconditionally. Because he did it unto the Father. Because he loved the Father so much. And he was willing to obey the commandment. Now you can see the comparison. Jesus came as a human. He loved the Father. He obeyed the command of the Father. To sacrifice his life for people. We are Jesus' disciple, And because Jesus loved us so much, we love him back. And definitely we love the Father who sent Jesus. Because we love him so much, we're willing to lay down our life for one another. Not because our love for brother and sister is good enough or strong motivation enough, but because our love for him is strong that we are willing to forgive, to love, to do good to those who are unlovely to us. Amen? And we apply this principle to everything. I submit to my ex-boss, at University of Washington. His name is Dr. H. Richard Wynn because I did it unto the Lord. The Bible talks about authority, submission, loyalty, faithfulness. There are no perfect leaders in the world in any institution, government, church, home, workplace. But the Bible says that we need to love and submit to our leaders and authority. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22. Wife, submit to your own husband as to the Lord. You submit to your husband not because your husband is perfect and is always godly. He make mistake. He may did something bad. He may be mean to you sometime. But you submit to your husband unto the Lord. You did it to you do it to the Lord. You submit to civil leaders, to your boss at work, 
to your pastor, not because they're perfect and they're always lovely. You're faithful to them. You render your love, your loyalty, and your service to them as if you do it unto the Lord. Don't put your eyes on man. Put your eyes on God. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 5. Born servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling in sincerity of heart as to the Lord. Now you can see, I quote all this scripture again and again. Jesus died for us because he did it for the Father. The Father loved us. He did it for Jesus' sake. Everything is about somebody else's sake because your own commitment is not strong enough. You need to give that heart to God and God will help you to be able to love and submit to those around you. When you serve your boss, you also serve the Lord. Do you know that? When you serve your pastor, you also serve the Lord. You may say that I cannot submit to that boss at work. He always uses foul language. He was so mean. He smoked. When I talk to him, he always have the the cigarette, the nicotine smell from his mouth. He's so mean to me. I cannot submit to him. He's not a good boss. Look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 18 to 19. Servant, be submissive to your master with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the heart. For this is commendable. If because of conscience toward God, one endures grief, suffering wrongfully. We submit and we love even though the other side don't deserve our submission and love. Okay, let me go back to the basic first before we go on about this issue. You need to make sure first from the Holy Spirit that is the work where you're going to be. There is a company you're going to be in. If you know exactly that the Lord wants you to be in that company, you need to submit to your boss even though he is, he's not kind to you unto the Lord. You need to make sure that this is the church that you must be in. If you're sure that this is the church you are in, you need to love and submit to the pastor of that church even though he's not or she is not perfect. So the first question, is it the Lord's will for me to be here or to be there? Because sometimes the problem is that man has free will. God never guaranteed that in your workplace or in the church, your pastor or your brother and sister can always treat you nice. They have free will. God never promised that when you come to church, everyone going to be nice to you. Somebody may not be nice to you, but even though when you know God called me to be here, the same issue with marriage, you make sure when you're going to marry a man, that is God's will. Because when you get in, you're going to get out to stay. So before you get married, you need to make sure that that is the man God wants you to be with for the rest of your life. Because you cannot just one day pack and leave. The same principle in the workplace your boss may be mean to you, but if you know God called you to be there, you don't just cry and pack your 
withdraw and say bye bye. I'm leaving here right now. I'm not going to submit to this boss. If Jesus is your Lord, you will not just go to any church you want to. If Jesus is your Lord, you're not going to be in any office that you want to. You must be good soldier of Christ. You stay where you are assigned to be. You are the soldier. This is how I, I live my life. Everything I ask God. This is the church I want to be. This is the group I want to help. If God doesn't say so, I'm not going to get involved because I'm going to seek problem. So I need to know exactly first where God want me to stay around with or minister to. Amen. Once we commit to that group, we need to love, be faithful to them unto the Lord, because our own commitment and our love. Will not be a good, strong motivation in our life enough to be able to stay to the end. That's why we need to turn around and say, "I gotta do this for God." This is a problem with many millions immature Christians around the world. Many Christians go to church and say, "Wow, today I like the pastor message. It's so encouraging." Okay, I'm gonna give more money today. Another Sunday, wow, the message really rubbed on me. I don't like him anymore. Today I'm not going to give offering. Today I like the worship leader. He sing very well. Oh, I'm going to worship. I'm going to sing the best I can. But another day, another worship leader come up. I don't like his accent. I'm not going to sing. I don't like him. Immature Christians. Whether the worship leader sing out of key or right key, whether the pastor going to be nice to you from the pulpit. Or not nice to you because he preached so strong message that you feel uncomfortable. You still need to fully worship, fully praise, fully give, fully serve, because you don't do it unto man. You do it unto the Lord. Amen. That is we call maturity. You do everything. Unto the Lord. That's why many Christians quit serving. Oh, I don't want to serve in this ministry anymore. I don't like my leader there. I don't like this group. I quit. But before you quit, you need to ask God: Does God call you to quit, or God want you to be there to shape up your character? Maybe God put you with some hard leader to shape up your character. Amen. So that you can grow up. If you do everything unto the Lord, and one day pass aloud, go crazy. And did so many bad things, did so many stupid things. I pray that you have enough sense that you will not allow me to let you down and quit being a Christian and walk away from God. You should not look at me. I have a free will. I can make mistake. I pray that your whole motivation of coming to church to pray, to serve, to do everything, is not because of me. But because you do it unto the Lord, you're living, you're giving, you're praising, you're praying, your service, and everything you do is all done because you love Jesus so much unto the Lord. If you can have this mentality, you're gonna lift your life up to the next level of excellence because you don't look at man anymore. You always look at the Lord. If the floor of the church is dirty, and the Lord tap on your shoulder and say, "Could you sweep the floor?" 
you will not answer him, Master. I'm sorry, it's not my ministry. Let somebody else do it. If you walk out the street and you see a piece of dirt on the ground and the Lord say, "Pick it up," you will not say, "I'm not," because it's going to get dirty again. You will do it excellently for God. Pick it up. Walk to the garbage can and put in the garbage can unto the Lord. Even though your pastor doesn't see it, even though no one around you see it, you still do it with excellent spirit to the best of your ability unto the Lord. And this is the way we should live. We're going to live in honor and excellence because we do everything unto the Lord. Ephesians 6, 5 to 6. Born servant, I try to convince you today by reading all this scripture. Be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart as to Christ. Listen carefully. Not with eye service, as men pleaser, but as born servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Men pleaser will do good when people are around them. But when people are not around, oh, I'm going to do it in a different way. I'm going to be lazy. I'm going to sit around playing Facebook and do, making phone call. I don't care. I'm going to cheat the time in my office. But when my boss walks in, oh, 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 I work hard. Men pleaser. Those who practice that way, it means they don't have faith. Because if you have faith, you understand that God is there all the time. Whether men are there or not, but God is there. And He's watching you. Whether you do the best for Him or not, when I perform the operation, I perform it unto the Lord, to the best of my ability for my patients. Whether people see it or not, I'm going to do the best I can for the Lord. We are not looking for recognition. We are not looking for money, looking for the response of the leaders, that they pat our back and say good things and praise us. Whether people praise us or not, we still rejoice of doing the work of God, of serving brother and sister, being kind to people and forgiving people because we do all these things unto the Lord. We are not looking at man. We are not seeking man's opinion and man's approval. But we are seeking God's approval. We will be there day and night, Sunday after Sunday, years after years, and never quit. Whether people come, people go, people like us, people hate us, it doesn't matter. We're going to be there faithfully in, every, in the care group, in the church, in the ministry. Days after days, years after years, until Jesus comes back. Because we know that God is faithful. He is watching. He keeps good records of everything we do. Even though man doesn't see, he keeps records. Man leave, he's still there. Members come in, member leave, God's still there. And he's watching. He keeps recording. That's why we need to do everything. Unto the Lord. He knows every ounce of your perspiration. 
He knows every single cc of your sweat that you serve him. He knows every bit of your effort, every penny and every dollar that you give to him in the church. He knows every night that you lose sleep for him. He records everything, even though man doesn't know. Your pastor doesn't know. He knows everything and he keeps record. Ephesians 6, 6 to 9. Not with eye service as men pleaser, but as born servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service as to the Lord, not to men, knowing that whatever good anything does, he will receive the same from the Lord. Man doesn't see, God see, you do it for him, you faithful, do everything to the best you can, you are excellent in your ministry, in serving other people, God will give you back. Whether he is a slave or free, and you master, do the same things to them, giving up threatening, knowing that your own master, your own master up there, also is in heaven, and there is no partiality with him. Whether you are the boss, you are the leader, or you're the follower, or you're the employee or employer. You all have one master. And that master is the Lord. He is watching you. Amen? Amen. Are you convinced now that we should love one another even though people are not lovely and hurt you? How can you love those who hurt your feeling? even though you feel like slapping them. You feel like want to punch them. You feel like wanting to talk evil about them. How can you do that? Definitely, your love for them is not strong enough. You need to do it unto the Lord. Amen? Everyone say, unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to warn you. Men and women can fail you. Men and women can mess up. Men and women can stop and leave. But the Lord will, will always be there. He's faithful. He's watching over you. If you understand this truth, that you do everything unto the Lord, not to man, but to the Lord. You will not be offended easily. You will not quit easily. Because it's between you and the Lord, not between you and them. And you will not say no. You say yes when the Lord tells you what to do. People can let you down. People can disappoint you. But you still keep going. Because you do everything unto the Lord. One day all of us are going to stand before the throne of Jesus Christ. We all have to give account for what he called us to do directly to him. I'm sorry, Pastor Lau cannot stand there with you to give excuses for you. You give your own account. I give my own account, you give your own account. That's why we need to remember this. We must do everything unto the Lord. And we care about His opinion more than man's opinion. Amen? 
Don't worry about what man think about you. You need to be concerned about what God thinks about you. We cannot see revival if Christians still fear man. We need to fear God because you're going to stand before God, and they cannot help you when you stand before Jesus. We need to stand before God. Amen. One thing that we need to be careful. Sometimes when we serve, and the Lord tell us to do something, and We obey him to do whatever he tell us to do, whatever he tell us to say. But what happens is that we do it at the wrong time, with the wrong way, with the wrong tone of voice, with the wrong presentation, and cause heartache to people, division and fight and quarrel in the church. And the Lord may come and correct you. Yeah, you may seem like you do the right thing. You you are right, but you are totally wrong. Have you ever heard that? You are right. But you're totally wrong, because the way you speak, the way you present, the timing you do it is totally wrong. Will you be willing to apologize and say sorry? And if you are prideful, no, I'm not going to apologize. I am right. You are not doing it unto the Lord. You apologize. You say I'm sorry. I say that to hurt everybody in the church. I apologize. If you do it unto the Lord, you will not look at man and judge man. You will not have a judgmental attitude against man because your eyes are not on man anymore. Your eyes are on the Lord. You love people unconditionally. You don't judge people. You don't condemn people any longer. Actually, the Bible warns us in the Book of Romans, chapter two, verses one to three. Therefore, you are inexcusable, <laughs> O man. Whoever you are, whoever you are, who judge, for in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. But we know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things. And do you think this, O man, you who judge those practicing such things and doing the same thing, that you will escape the judgment of God? If you do everything unto the Lord, our eyes are not on people. And the fact the Bible says that when we judge people, actually, we are doing the same thing they're doing. This is why I stop judging pastor of other church, judging any ministers, judging any church, because I don't have the right to judge. It's not my job. God is a judge, not me. Amen. When you put your eyes on people, you're gonna judge. But if you put your eyes on God, it's between them and God. I'm gonna love and serve no matter what. I'm gonna do the best I can. Our love for Jesus should be the strongest motivation in our life. Why did we wake up in the morning and read the Bible? Why did we give financial offering to the church? Why do we pray? Why do we join the prayer meeting? Why do we go out of our own way to help somebody? Why we go to the nursing home to evangelize? Is it to show off that we know the Bible and to preach well? What is the motivation? Why do we forgive somebody who has offended us? Why do we do the best we can in our office or our workplace? Why do we give the best to other people? When we serve them, 
Why do we do extra good jobs in our workplace? Why do we do everything in excellence and honor? Is that for the paycheck? Or is that so that people will clap hand to us, put thumb up, pat our back and say, you're good, you're good. What is the real motivation that you do all these things? You come up to play guitar, you sing song to God, you serve in any ministry, you do the best in the soundboard, in recording everything. Why do you control your temper when inside you, you want to blow up and slap somebody's face? Why do you control your hand not to write email to attack somebody, no matter how you feel? Why? Why do you control yourself to wake up early Sunday morning to come to church, come to even 9 a.m.? The church starts at 10 a.m. Why? It's a good question. Because you love God. Because you do all these things unto the Lord. You forgive, you sow, you give, you're patient, you witness, you help other people, you serve other people. Not because you like them. Sometimes you don't even like them. Is that true? You may not like somebody in the church. Be honest, be honest. Do you like everybody in the church? No, I know that. Don't lie to me. Christian cannot lie. You don't even like them, but you do it. You decide to love them and do good to them unto the Lord. If Christian can make this determination and choice, our life will never be the same. Can we grow up after this service? Can we do everything the best we can in the surgery between surgical cases? All the nurses know that I was sitting behind my computer and do my sermon. I do that not to show off to the nurse that I'm a godly man. No, I do the best preparing my sermon unto the Lord. I want to be a good doctor. Last night, the emergency room called me. A woman has a brain cancer. I can give excuses. I can see her in the morning. No, I did go right away, comfort the family, because I want to do to the Lord. I want to be a good doctor unto the Lord. The motivation inside me, not because I want to please any man in the emergency room, but I want to be a good doctor unto the Lord. Can we do that from now on? Should that be our lifestyle? Amen? Amen. And when you do unto the Lord, you will not fear man anymore. You will dare speak the truth. You will do the right thing, no matter what man say. Because your eyes are not on people, but on God. Amen? Amen? I told my accountant, don't cheat even one penny. Pay every penny to the government, taxes. I do that not because I want to pay. I don't like to pay. 40-something percent taxes. But I do it unto the Lord. Amen? God is watching. Hallelujah. 
Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for this opportunity to learn one of the most important truths in the Bible. That we realize that God loves us first and we want to obey His commandments is to love one another. And we know, Lord, our love for people is weak, is not perfect. But we can love you enough, Lord, to be able to love even the unlovely unto you, Lord, for your sake. Lord, we'll bless you. We'll thank you so much for dying for us, Jesus. And we want to remind our heart every day that you love us and we want to love you back. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Is there anyone in this room who don't know Jesus Christ? And I want to encourage you to receive Jesus into your heart. If you want to do so, very simple. Bow your head and follow my prayer. Receive Jesus into your heart. How many people want to go to heaven one day? How many people want to be a child of God? Pray with me. Father in heaven, I accept, Lord, that I am a sinner. I am not perfect. I have sinned against you, Lord. Today, I make a choice to come back to you. My God and my Creator, thank you, Lord, for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross to pay for my sin, for my curses, for all the bad things in my life. And Jesus took them away and gave me the blessing, the victory. Lord Jesus, come into my life right now. I repent of my sin. From now on, Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. You were raised from the dead. On the third day, you are the living God. From today on, teach me, Lord, how to love you and to experience your love and your goodness so that from now on, I will do everything that you call me to do unto you, Lord. For your sake, for your glory, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206 275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I lift to you this new praise song.